why do why first of all why do you think cat's upset with me <laughs> oh cat told me about the tie-dye crocs and how you spent forty dollars yeah on them. so i bought shoes and cat <laughs> has spent the rest of the day trying to make me feel bad about my purchase even though i know they're you kick-ass feel shoes. Bad about it. yeah Those she texted are... me about it <laughs> <What>? those <laughs> shoes are awesome they're not okay first of all the fact that you spent forty dollars on them they were on um, sale <laughs> the fact they were on sale for forty dollars. They normally would have been that was like shipped and everything forty bucks. Normally they would have been like sixty five dollars or something. But I I did say to her it's pretty par for the course for you to buy tie dye Crocs. They're awesome. Uh, probably not. <laughs> well, hold on, They're you're not. about to see them. <laughs> no, don't make me look at these Crocs again. I mean, first of all, they're Crocs. I know. That's my complaint. So, <laughs> That's my I mean, number one complaint. That makes them Welcome to this horror life. My name is Rob Humphrey, joined as always by Ghost. How are you, Ghost? I'm just fine. How are um, you, Rob? I am good. I am good. And um, uh, third episode in a row, so I've stopped calling you a guest now, Cat. You're just part of the show. So Cat uh, Valor <laughs> is here with us as well. Uh, how I'm are here. you today, Cat? I'm doing pretty well. Good. How are you? I'm irritated. How's it going? We've talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna set that wait, aside wait, wait, for the podcast, wait, wait, wait. but that's wait. fine. Since <laughs> since we've brought it up, is that why you're irritated at Cat? Because she keeps bringing up these fucking tie dye Crocs. Yes, I don't think we ever got that far. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah. So that's why you guys are mad at each other. Over I don't know why she's mad at me. Tie dye Crocs. Because I had okay. to see tie dye Crocs today. <laughs> Twice now. Correction: yeah. You got yeah, to had. see tie dye Crocs today. <laughs> had to see tie dye Crocs today. All right. So anyway, um, we are going to be talking about my best friend's exorcism. And uh, we'll get into that here in just a little bit. But uh, first, what do you guys been up to? Uh, Kat, what do you what have you been up to? Uh, Well, I read um, Not Another Sarah Halls, which was fun. Uh, I picked up a Paul Tremblay book. I picked up uh, Growing Things, but I have not started it yet because I just finished the other book a little bit ago. Uh, and as for things that I've watched, I watched, um, I, I, you know, I've been watching House of the Dragon for work. Oh, yeah. How is that? I, it's fine. <laughs> it's acceptable. Um, I like that there are more dragons. I don't like that they cut the budget for the special effects on the dragons. Uh, but I'm optimistic. So. And uh, yeah, I watched Glorious on Shudder, which was oh. amazing. Yeah, I do. I do <laughs> want to watch that. I haven't I haven't uh, sat down to watch it yet, but I, it does look good. It's a wild ride. Um, I really enjoyed that. And I watched uh, Shark Side of the Moon. Finally, oh, you watched so. that, huh? Is it good? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's amazing. Awesome. There are the sharks have bikinis, some of them. And I'm it sorry. was worth it just for that. Nice. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to check that out. Is it, that's a Tubi original? It's a Tubi original. All right. Yeah, I gotta I gotta get on Shark Side of the Moon soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right. fun time. Uh, is that uh is that everything? Yeah, I think that's everything. All right, Ghost, what about you? Um, as Kat knows, because uh, I've been texting her about it, I have started rewatching Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, partially because I wanted to watch it again before House of the Dragon. I know one the new one is a prequel and set way uh, in the past, but any excuse to rewatch Game of Thrones is a good excuse. Uh, so I have started season five. Wow. Today. 
Um, I just would like to point out that it's been six days since I started Game of Thrones. All right. And I'm on season five. 40 hours of television. um, (laughs) If that doesn't show you how bad my ADHD is and (laughs) how far of a rabbit hole you just fall down with uh, Game of Thrones, I don't know what else would tell you. Um, I did catch... um, the last two thirds of night house um my sister was watching it um because i didn't watch the whole thing i was kind of like not like i don't know it was just like whatever i feel like i definitely would have had to watch the whole movie but there were some really cool little jump scares in there um moments where like the shadow like was a dude's face and it would turn and look that was really cool but yeah i enjoyed that one yeah, I think if I had seen the whole movie instead of just like the later part of it, mm-hmm. I would have enjoyed it more. But yeah, I really liked that one. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Maybe all I'll right. go back and watch it at some point. But that is all that I've been up to. All right. Well, um, I started a new book at Cat's Suggestion. Wow. Oh, yeah. I want to talk to you about that also because I appreciate you starting a book at my suggestion, but. I think we should tell the story of how you got that book recommendation from me. <laughs> I sent you a message and asked uh, what book I should read. Uh, yeah, you sent me a message uh, implying that you wanted a book recommendation, and then you threatened me if I if you didn't oh, like yeah, it. Yeah, if I didn't like the book. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I thought that went without saying. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds all right. That's yeah. on par. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, uh. What's the name of it, Cat? It's the cabin something or another. Uh, the Cabin at the End of the World yes. by Paul Tremblay. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Um, I'm having a little trouble getting into it. It's not bad. I just, for some reason, um, kind of having a little trouble getting into it. But um, I'm intrigued enough, I guess. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as what I watched, uh, quite a bit, actually. I watched oh, Orphan First God. Kill. How is it? <sighs> yeah, all right. So it starts <laughs> off really good. <laughs> But then the okay. longer it goes, the dumber it gets. Um, so like if they could have somehow taken the first like 20 minutes and made that an entire movie, it would have been really good. Uh, but it just mm-hmm. keeps getting worse the longer it goes on. But it's I mean, it's fine. I, Orphan is just fine as a movie. I'm not sure it really needed a prequel, let alone one to come out, you know, whatever, 13 years later or whatever. Yeah, I find it very bizarre that they were like you know let's just fuck it let's do a prequel with the same actress yeah it's where uh, she was already a child in the first one yeah there was some uncanny valley stuff going on in the trailer that i didn't love (laughs) there is there's a bit of that yeah it's it's okay um but i i wouldn't recommend it like i don't remember where it's streaming people have been recommending it paramount plus i believe paramount plus yeah so like if you have if you have Paramount Plus, then yeah, fine. But I wouldn't like sign up to watch it or anything. <laughs> um, and then I watched the Netflix original Day Shift. How is um, that? Well, it's oh. a little disappointing. It's <laughs> Every time he goes, well. <laughs> yeah. It's advertised as the Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg Vampire Hunter movie. Mm-hmm. So I was really down for that. But Snoop Dogg is barely in it. It's like Jamie Foxx and uh, Dave uh, Franco, Dave, Yeah, right? Dave Franco, yeah. And it's like um, a pretty standard buddy cop movie, except for mm-hmm. instead of cops, they're vampire hunters. It's not oh. awful. Um, I gave it a, a completely down-the-middle rating of two and a half out of five on Letterboxd. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's it, it could have been so much better. I mean, it just <laughs> needed... It needed more Snoop Dogg, is the thing. Yeah, uh, because <laughs> that's the char- not a complaint you get about horror movies very often. No, it's not. But the character he plays is awesome. I don't remember the guy's name, but they call him the Black Cowboy, and it's Snoop Dogg wearing like a cowboy hat and stuff. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I love that. But then he hardly shows up in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then I rewatched Hellraiser for Slasher Radio. Fun. Um, and then I watched. Classic. Uh, I watched the 2020 movie Spree. Have you guys heard of this? I have with uh, Joe Keery. Yes. 
I have not. Things. I don't know what this is. It's uh, so it's it's kind of an interesting movie. It's uh it's pretty entertaining. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, so he is a uh, rideshare driver who is also like a YouTube streamer or whatever, right? And uh, he's been posting videos and streaming on YouTube uh, and getting virtually no attention. So he decides that he's going to start killing the passengers in his in his rideshare <laughs> car and streaming it so he can get views. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty fun, actually. I, I actually really kind of enjoyed it. It's one of those movies that, like you see it and it's I don't know if it's, I don't think it's a Hulu original, is it? I don't I can't remember. remember. I just I know it's on Hulu and I've I've scrolled past it. I don't know how many times because the picture and like the like poster or whatever for it. It's just like, I don't know. It just seems it's just weird to me where it's like it's brightly lit and bright colors. And yeah. I don't know. It just never seemed like a, a horror movie to me, like even though it's in that section. So I just like passed right over it. Yeah, um, but I know of it. Yeah, it's a fun little movie. It's got David Arquette in it. He plays the he plays the guy's dad, oh. and uh, he's actually really funny because he wants to be like the cool dad who like <laughs> DJs at the clubs and stuff. Um, That's about right. Yeah, so I, I really I actually quite enjoyed that movie. That does um, sound really fun. And then I watched uh, the sadness on Shutter. Oh, I like that one. Um, didn't care for it all that much. No, no. Interesting that you liked it. Um, it's a foreign movie. Do you remember what country it's from, Cat? Is it Taiwan? I is it from Taiwan? I don't know. It's from somewhere. Maybe. It might be, yeah. Taiwan I had to read right. it. I had to read it. I know that. But um, yeah, I found it okay. Um, but I sort of felt uh yeah, it's a Taiwanese horror movie. Um it, it felt like it went on a little too long and that it's really just an unpleasant watch and there's no reason for it to be as unpleasant as it is. Um, because they're not really doing anything new. It's, it's not zombies, but it's basically zombies. Uh, and they're not really turning the formula on its head or anything. They're just being really disgusting with it. Uh, I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. I will. I'll agree with you that it's not like a pleasant watch. Yeah. I do like, and this is something that I like about Taiwanese movies generally, I think, as I'm starting to watch more. I've seen like five ever in my life, but as I'm starting to watch a few more of them, uh, I, I they're very good at making you just feel uncomfortable. You know, there's that kind of unease where you can't really settle in. And I, I think that was something that made it really effective because uh, usually I feel very comfortable watching zombie movies yeah i mean i guess i could see that i don't know i just i got a lot of um just gross gross (laughs) gross for the sake of being gross and sort of almost like haha look what we're doing kind of feeling from it i don't know i i I can see that i didn't i didn't think it was all that great uh i went to the theater and i saw the invitation oh how is it I got to tell you, I thought I was going to hate this movie. I actually really liked it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I did. I liked it a lot more than I expected to. Um, I, I recommend that. We'll have some news coming up about that, too. Mm-hmm. But um, I liked it um, a lot more than I expected to, to be honest with you. I When I went in and sat down to watch it, I was kind of mad that I was at the theater to see that movie because I had seen <laughs> the trailer several times and was convinced it looked like the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, the trailer didn't look good. Yeah, um, but I actually really, really did enjoy the movie. Uh, and then finally, I uh, rewatched John Carpenter's Prince of Darkness uh, nice. for an upcoming episode of Slasher Radio. Very um, nice. And that is an amazing movie. John Carpenter's underrated, underseen masterpiece. Um, so we can move into news. Um it looks like Jordan Peele is teasing more stories from the Nope universe. Um, have you guys seen Nope? Not I still yet. haven't seen it. Neither one of you have seen it? Okay. Nope. Well, I was going to ask if you were excited about that, but apparently you're not even excited enough to see the original. So uh, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really enjoyed Nope. I thought it was really good. Um, 
it looks like uh, Amazon's Goodnight Mommy remake is going to be uh, screening at various Alamo Drafthouse theaters. Um, okay, hold on. Why is Amazon remaking <laughs> anything? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. I don't, I don't have an Alamo Drafthouse near me, uh, so I will not get a chance to see this. I will probably watch the remake because I did like the original quite a bit. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they do with it. I I am excited to see it, I guess, but in like a, I think this is going to be terrible way. Yeah, like my I hopes agree, are low. Yeah. Did you like the original cat? I did really like the yeah, original. I thought it was really well done. But um, usually if I like the original, I end up disliking the remake. I, I think maybe the one exception to that being Funny Games. Yeah, see, I think the, the I haven't seen Funny Games or its remake, but I think the one exception for me is Let Me In, I think is is fine. I, I would st- I, I'd still prefer the original, but I don't think the, the remake was bad. That might be fair. It's yeah. OK. I, yeah. I didn't love the remake, but it was OK. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's I'm not sure when that releases, but uh, yeah, there's a good night, mommy remake coming. And if you have an Alamo draft house near you, you can check it out there on the big screen if you want. It looks like Kevin Smith is planning a sequel to Tusk. Anybody interested yeah. in that? Yes. Yeah, um, me too. I still have yet to see their first one. Oh, you haven't seen Tusk? No. Oh, that's a fun movie. They took it off Netflix or I would be like, we're putting a pin in this. And we're watching Tusk. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed Tusk. I thought I thought it was a fun movie. Um, yeah, it's, it's I've weird noticed and... there's a very big cult following for this movie people either absolutely hate it or they adore it and they think it's so fun and stupid yeah, yeah it's just a sort of uh well the headline of the story describes it as a wacky horror movie and i think that's a pretty apt description it's just sort of out there and weird and wacky yeah all right so yeah we could be getting tusk too from kevin smith i hope uh, so yeah uh zombie town is uh, apparently an R.L. Stein property. I'm not familiar with it, but it looks like Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase are teaming wow. up for an adaptation. That wow. is a team that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, are you guys familiar with Zombie Town? Nope. I am not familiar with Zombie Town. Yeah, I'm not either. Um, but we'll see. I, there's a renewed interest apparently in R.L. Stein stuff after the success of Fear Street. So. We'll see what happens there. Um, the director of The Invitation has said that there is an R-rated cut and it will probably be released for home video. Um, so there, there's that, I guess. Uh, the cut I saw was fine. It's, it was PG-13, but uh, I, I'm not exactly sure what's cut out of it. But uh, I'll be looking. Well, I'll look forward to seeing that, maybe. Uh, I did enjoy the movie. And finally, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead is coming back to theaters in 3D over holiday or Halloween oh. weekend. Oh. Is there oh, interest yes. in this? Absolutely. I so I've really cut back how often I'm going to the theater, but this might be like a road trip to the nice theater situation <laughs> here. I don't think Dawn of the Dead was originally in 3D, so they must have upconverted it or something. I, I, I'm curious as to how it's going to look. Um, but yeah, I'm certainly interested in that. Dawn of the Dead's a great movie. Um, yeah. And I haven't seen it in a long time. Seeing it in the theater in 3D might be a lot of fun. Uh, that's all the news that I have. I don't know if you had anything else, Ghost, or not. Um, I did have a couple of things. Um, NECA announced new Trick or Treat and Saw Toys for early 2023 release. Ooh. I um, saw the I saw the saw one. I didn't see the uh, trick or treat one. Yeah, it's it's it looks like the same as the Funko Pop almost. It's just um, Sam with his little bag next to him and a pumpkin. Okay. Um, and then obviously the saw one is Jigsaw on the tricycle. Looks like there's two different sizes, or maybe it's exactly the same. I'm not sure, but look interesting. Let's see. You talked about the invitation already. Um, the Resident Evil series on Netflix has been canceled. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> to no one's surprise. I didn't even. I. This is how uh, 
surprising it was to me. I didn't even know this series existed until I saw that it had been canceled. So, uh, oh, yeah, you did because we've talked about it on the show before. You just didn't care. <laughs> You're assuming um, that I pay attention to what is said on the show. <laughs> Fair. Um, this was a, I was really excited for the show. And then it was supposed to be a pretty good adaptation of the video games and everything that those brought in um but it just looked fucking awful i never even got around to watching it and it's canceled so there's that all right well i mean i don't yeah i i wouldn't care i don't care about resident evil at all does not surprise me Mm -hmm. uh they just resident evil just has not ever done well with movies or tv shows yeah i'm surprised at how many people will stick up for like the early resident evil movies because i never understood Uh i i remember watching them when i was younger but i had no fucking idea what the fuck was going on in those movies i was like oh okay cool that was Um, me i watched the first one i had no idea what the fuck was happening i did not understand that movie at all if i tried to watch them now i still probably wouldn't understand what was going on i know that they're kind of their own entity and don't really follow any of the lore from the games as far as i remember but yeah people stick up for those movies sometimes way too much i'm like what are you doing yeah they're bad (laughs) just admit it it's (laughs) fine you can like a bad movie but just admit they're bad yeah i'm not surprised that this has gone downhill netflix probably sunk way too much money into it and realized that it was um not gonna go over well and that then, sounds that sounds like Netflix. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not surprised. No wonder they um, have to keep raising my subscription price. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of Netflix, um, I did not know Guillermo del Toro is doing a, a Pinocchio movie. Yeah, for Netflix, and so, it's going to drop December 9th. Yeah, I was really excited about this, and then I heard it was a stop motion cartoon. It looks cute. So. Ewan McGregor is cricket. So that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I like Del Toro, but I don't know if I like him enough to watch a cartoon. Uh, it's stop motion. That's not a cartoon. It's all the same. No, it's not. It's not real people. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're missing uh, out on so much media. Yeah. He's got some other project he's working on, too, that is like an anthology show or something. I don't know where that's yes, going to air. That. Also Netflix. Um, Netflix. I believe we talked about that last time we recorded. Oh, did we? Yeah. He doesn't pay attention to what gets said (laughs) on the show. Uh, Clearly. (laughs) I can't remember every single word that everyone says. Apparently. Let's see. Where the fuck is the TV show? Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Next year. It's supposed right. to come out, I believe. So, so I'll probably check that out. But I mean, as far as Pinocchio goes, not really. I mean, one, not I'm not super that. interested in Pinocchio anyway. I feel and, like everybody knows the story of Pinocchio. Yeah. He could yeah, do something interesting with it, though. That's, just... It is it is Del Toro. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone else were doing this, I think I might have to pass. But... What, if it was, what if it was Tim Burton? I'd still watch it. I don't know. Didn't Tim Burton already do Pinocchio? Am I, is I, it Dumbo? I don't. I haven't been watching he, his stuff for so long now. I don't remember. He definitely did Dumbo. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, I don't know either. All right. Are you guys ready to move to the main topic? Is that everything uh, you had, Ghost? Yep, or? that's all I had. All right. Ooh, I got the hiccups too, apparently. So we're going to be talking about Grady Hendrix's My Best Friend's Exorcism. And I don't know how to talk about a book, but here we are. Uh, here we are. It'll be the same way we talk about a movie. It's not the same way we talk yes, about a movie. Yes, it is. All right, fine. How what'd you think of the lighting in this book, Ghost? We don't have to talk about the lighting. How was, how was the score? <laughs> what'd you think Where of the camera the angles? Actually, the, it's interesting that you ask about the score. Uh did anyone else make a playlist out of the chapter titles? No. No. I did notice they were all song titles. Though. I didn't even notice they were song titles, are they? Yeah, yes. all the chapters are song Every titles. Chapter. Oh. 
Uh, and mm. it's actually the same for We Sold Our Souls. And that, let me tell you, is a much better playlist. It's weirder because it's all <laughs> heavy metal except for one Dolly Parton song. What but the fuck? it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, I don't know. I read this book a while ago. Uh, I really liked it. I'm kind of out after that. <laughs> I don't know mm. what to, say. to be fair, I think I read it most recently and I still don't really. I, I could not tell you every single little thing that happens in this book. Let's. Cat's going to have to lead this one. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'll rem- I remember the story, but like character names and stuff are going to be lost to me at this point. Oh, I okay. think. Um, but I, you know, the reason we're talking about this is one, it's a book we've all three read, but also um, there's a movie coming. Yes. And um, we actually pushed this recording a couple of times for various reasons. Which is uh, too one... bad because the trailer for this dropped the day that we were supposed to record. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, it works out because now the trailer's out and we can talk about that. Too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, which I think I thought looked good, but you guys didn't seem to be too impressed with it. I'm just, I'm a little bit uh, cautious. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Cautious are, are, is a good word. What are, what are you worried about? Uh, for me, like the book to me was v- not, it was pretty serious, right? There were some moments that were pretty funny and like little jokes here and there, but like it was pretty serious, especially when you think about the fact that these are, you know, high schoolers. You know, they're what sophomores or some shit like that. Juniors, I don't sophomores, really remember. Yeah. Sophomores, yeah. Um, but the way the trailer was, it seemed like it was leaning really, really heavy into comedy, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but was not the tone of the book at all to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that, but I do think that this could lend itself to to comedy pretty well. I did laugh out loud a couple times. Um so I can see it. Yeah. I mean there's a there's a power lifting Jesus guy. That's hilarious. That is that is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, um I I think that it could lend itself really well to comedy. I kind of like ghost. I think my biggest fear is that like I because I don't care how funny a horror comedy movie is, if I can laugh and you know have that tension i'm very very happy they sold me on the laughs in the trailer i hope that they don't tone down the horror for this yeah um because that would that it's one thing about grady hendrix books is that they're like very fun that they're marketed in very fun ways like uh the cover of this one it looks like the vhs tape it's very colorful it's they're just fun books but they are really serious and mm-hmm. i think if this ends up being kind of like a family friendly movie i'm going to be disappointed i don't i don't think it. it's going to be that i, I, mean, I hope we, it's not <laughs> the, the trailer did show some of the 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 sort of scary stuff that that's happening in there with the exorcism and like the tapeworm and everything mm-hmm. so i mean I, I think we're still going to get a lot of that stuff too we'll see um i guess i don't know it's coming out soon right like in a month or september something september th- yeah ex- actually exactly a month september 30th <laughs> i believe is when it comes out But yeah, I am so, cautious yeah. but excited. <laughs> yes. Right. I'm I'm gonna see it no matter what. I'm very excited for it. I just you know, I this is why I don't like watching trailers. <laughs> yeah, you know, because like if the trailer just decided to be this fun, perky, happy, funny thing, and the movie turns out to be more serious but have those funny moments i'm good and i'll be like oh okay that's fine but like if it turns out the whole movie is like a slapstick comedy which is what the trailer kind of seemed a little bit to me i'm gonna be a little upset i'm not gonna lie (laughs) yeah we'll we'll find out i guess in a a month or so um i didn't think it looked that bad i don't know Um, no i didn't think it looked awful i i think that the the actors that they have picked thus far all look like they fit the role, at least for Abby, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I think it looks like they did a really good job with casting. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob mentioned also that there were two reasons for doing this episode. Uh, there's a third secret reason. I've been trying to secretly... I <laughs> Stage one was to work my way onto the show. Uh, stage two is to turn us into a secret book club. Uh, <laughs> I love books. I knew I'm that was excited. coming. You, yeah. I remember one of the first things you said you wanted to talk about on here was whatever Hellraiser was based off of. Yeah. Um. And um, I still have not read that. So I'm always trying to get people to read. Uh, that'll be the second book club meeting. But when I found there was already a book uh, that we had all read, I was like, this is my opportunity to shoot in a book club. Gonna, and then it's Hellbound Heart Time, baby. You're going to try and make me read Hellraiser the book? Hellbound Heart. It's so good. It's, isn't it like a novella? It's Yeah, it's a novella. It's less than 200 pages. You can read it in like a couple hours. It's real short. There you go. See, Rob? Like I got it's written by Clive Barker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the book... Um, I, yeah? <laughs> I'm trying to think of like my overall impressions of the book. I, I remember I enjoyed it. It was... Um, I felt like it took a little while to get scary. Um, if I remember correctly, I felt like we spent um, a good part of the, the opening portion of the book with Abby and her friends and everything. Mm-hmm. And things got a little weird, but it never really got overly scary until towards the end. Is that is that, that what you guys remember? <laughs> that's kind of fair. I feel like um, Grady Hendrix as a writer has like a, formula that he sticks to more or less i find that my favorite grady hendrix books are the ones that deviate from that formula but he has kind of a setup where it's like okay here's the girl we're gonna introduce her we're gonna give you a little bit of background and then she's going to uh start to realize that something's wrong and then she's going i'm just gonna make her as miserable as possible and around the like three quarter mark of the book you're going to feel so bad uh, and then it's going to get a little bit better from there for like the last <laughs> quarter. Um, my best friend's exorcism, I think, because it was like it was his second book, I want to say it was pretty early on. I think this is the one that kind of made that formula. So it's a little bit rockier, like it. the development is a little bit slower. Uh, there's kind of like that. It flashes back because it actually starts with her a, a little bit older. older like after everything and then it it, so there are some more deviations in this one i think he was still kind of fighting that footing as a writer and there were parts there was like a good chunk of the book you're right where it actually absolutely was just like teenage girls learning to interact with people but i i didn't hate that i feel like it, it definitely with the ending of it came full circle i never felt like oh this is just way too much of who these people are which some books get some books that's just like okay i just, can we get on with it <laughs> it's just too much um i i didn't hate any of the i don't even know what to call it the back the uh, the backstory i guess into but, getting into who they are yeah and i i think grady hendrix is a good enough writer i think he's very conversational uh so he can get away with it because he it's entertaining even before he gets to his point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think like Horror Store, which I believe was his first book, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. It, that one, you get into things pretty quick. Horror Store, that's why it's, I, I don't know if I can say it's my favorite anymore because I liked We Sold Our Souls so much. But Horror Store was for a long time my favorite Grady Hendrix book because mm-hmm. it does not follow that formula. It right. gets right into it. Um, and there's like not a, there aren't as many ups and downs like there's a little bit of that sympathy for the protagonist, but it's kind of ongoing instead of mm-hmm. just like one point where you want to cry. It's right. like worked in throughout <laughs> and it made it a lot more enjoyable because it's like there was no point where I was like in tears over something like my best friend's exorcism. I just feel so bad for Abby oh, like, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> It nothing goes well for one. her literally and it just nothing. keeps getting worse and worse and yeah. worse yeah. <laughs> it's like oh my god this yeah. poor girl the the southern what's the, what is it the southern book club's, book club's guide, guide to, to vampire slaying yeah. yeah i really enjoyed that book too but it really follows this template also it really 
really does. Yeah. <laughs> you just because like no one ever believes the protagonist, and I it's one of those horror tropes, you know, that exists. But I just I wanted I almost put down Southern Book Club's Guide to Vampire Slaying because it was making me depressed. It was like, yeah, God. I feel so bad for this mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At every turn, she was not being believed by anyone. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, and you see that here too. Uh, um, so yeah, I, you know, this book is, uh, this was, I think the first Grady Hendrix book that I read. Uh, I have since read all of his books. Um, so they kind of run together a little bit for me, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think the the first scene in in this book that really freaked me out was like the the tapeworm thing. I, it was so fucking gross. The he got really was into the first it. one that freaked you out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first part of the book where I was like, oh no, oh. <laughs> that that was after she was that before or after she Gretchen dragged her Abby and the dog into the bathroom. That was before. Okay, all right, never mind then. I be, I'm pretty sure <laughs> i thought that was after no yeah the dog thing i don't know if they're gonna put that in the movie or not they're gonna get in a lot of they're trouble gonna. If they put that in. they're gonna get in a lot of trouble either way so i guess it oh. just depends on if they want to fight the dog lovers or the book lovers because someone's gonna be pissed that was a pretty big moment in the book so they'd be kind of dumb not to add it in with some of the overall theming of the book i agree with that but i could easily see them leaving it out this is some streaming services releasing this movie right i I can't remember who it is amazon Amazon. yeah i could easily see somebody at amazon going hey you know what why don't we cut that out (laughs) i don't know amazon also has the series the boys which i've heard is pretty dark um, I'm only a few episodes into the boys, so I can't confirm. I will say I haven't seen anything that dark in it <laughs> thus far. Um, no, I can see my bet uh, is that they probably try to play it safe where the dog dies, but they don't show it. Yeah, like they, they could do yeah. that. I would imagine that. I think it's just such a pivotal moment in that book that they're they're going to have to add it or something similar as much as i hate it i don't like when animals die in movies or uh, books i i yeah, don't like it i hate it were really upset i was pissed i was pissed i think i went on a rant on twitter too about how <laughs> dogs like there's there's better ways to do things for a shock value in I books think- and movies I think my best friend's exorcism is, and again, kind of following that Grady Hendrix formula almost, I it was a really pivotal moment for it Abby was. because it made her that much more alone, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, I think that's one, I, I still didn't like reading about the dog no, dying, I didn't. I, but, it, but I can forgive it here. There are a lot of books that I hold grudges against because there are dead oh, animals. for and it's like, sure. I, I, that's, I think, I agree. I'm not so mad at it because it was done in a way where it makes sense for the story and for both Abby and Gretchen, it was a very pivotal moment because, like, she realized yeah. she's, like, that, like, she's, like, fucked up over the fact that she did that after the after the exorcism and all this stuff but like obviously again for abby like that dog fucking loved them and yeah. that was gone like it, it it makes sense for the plot but also you know like i said there other things can be done for shock value <laughs> that isn't killing animals yeah well don't watch any of the halloween movies don't watch Midnight Mass. <laughs> I have, oh, I, I remember you going on your little tirade about that. Did you ever finish that, Cat? I did. That's so good. And you're right. Like after, after the main, it's like, what like ten minutes of the second episode. Also, yeah, where, where they're they like, just in they case to... you forgot, yeah, look at all like these they're... dead cats. Yeah. <laughs> like we have to like, burn all these you. dead cats now. <laughs> Uh, but I will say it did get a lot better. I think it might be Mike Flanagan's worst show. 
though. Still, well, yeah, I don't... But that's that's a pretty high bar. It's a high bar. Yeah. Although I will say this, I, I don't know that I would say it's his worst because I didn't finish that uh, Haunting of Bly Manor. I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on. Bly Manor wasn't as good as Haunting of Hill House, but I think it's still my the, my issue with Midnight Mass was the monologuing. Yeah, there was there, a lot of that. There was a lot of and it's like the the priest gets away with it because <laughs> he's yeah. a priest. It's his job to monologue at people. But everyone else, man, just you know. going on like for minutes at a time. And it's like, OK, yeah, for a guy who um, has adapted Stephen King a few times, he this is it's like his most Stephen King work, though. It It is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, yeah, so Grady Hendrix. Um, How does this rank for you? Because you've read it. Ghost is this your only Grady Hendrix? It is book so far. Well, yeah. that's an interesting question. Um, I think my favorite is probably Horror Store. It's so fucking fun. <laughs> um, and then we sold our souls. And then maybe Southern Guide to Vampire, whatever the book clubs or whatever <laughs> that one's called. Um, and then this one, and then Final Girl Support Group, and I think that's all of them. Maybe I forgot one. Um, we have a pretty i I rank Final Girl Support Group higher, but I will say I do think this might be my least favorite one, which is still like if this is the least favorite book by an author that bar is just incredibly high oh yeah um, yeah like i'm already ready for his next book which is coming out i think in january oh wow i'm looking forward to that as well i don't know yeah. when it's coming out but I think it can't be long he's yeah, very I think it's january january or february <laughs> i think but yeah um and it was really weird because it had been such a long time this was also the first one of his that i had read Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had been so long since I'd read it that I didn't remember it very well. I I reread it um, a couple of months ago, and it just it's still not my favorite, but it was like it still it holds up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, this is my least favorite of his books, and it's still really good. So, um, and that's yeah. not something I can say about a lot of because like even my least favorite Stephen King book, I fucking hate. Like <laughs> <laughs> love the dude, but man, they were not all winners. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're putting one out every three months, then yeah, I mean <laughs> you might miss on one here or there. Um are are you planning on reading more Grady Hendrix Ghost? Oh yeah, I I need to get my hands on the Final Girl Support Group. That one I really want to read. Yeah, it's good. Apparently, I have to read Horror Store now. Horror Store is great. Yeah, Horror Store. It's the least like a Grady Hendrix book. Um, like it definitely stands out from his other work, but it's so. I I feel bad saying the word fun so much, but it's just like undeniably entertaining. Yeah, it really is. It's a lot of fun and it it doesn't uh like I said it doesn't fuck around at the beginning. Like you just get into the story like it's just go time. It looks like he has so many books. Um, I think the only one we haven't talked about um cuz it wasn't on your list was uh How to Sell a Haunted House. Yeah, that's the new one, right? Yeah, that one comes out next yeah. year, I think. Oh, is that the one that Okay. Yeah, that's the one that's coming out next year. Excellent. Um, and I'm uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Let's I'm see. confused. Um, um, I'm on his Wikipedia page, and he has a book that says called "Satan Loves You." Apparently, it's out of print now, but um, I need it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not counting any of that stuff. Anything before Horror Store, I'm not counting because I don't know what that is. First of all, a lot of this, either, a lot of the stuff he's listed as a contributor on or a co-author or whatever. I'm not interested in any of that. Um, I did read paperbacks from hell and that was okay. Um, I did not read his book about Kung Fu movies though. <laughs> That's probably fair. Right. right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I found a description of Satan loves you. Oh, good. It's literally about Satan. How, how managing hell is the worst job. Oh. 
<laughs> in the synopsis, <laughs> Satan is totally burned out. But there are no <laughs> holidays in hell. What the fuck? <laughs> Apparently he has a science fiction book too called Bad Astronauts. Mm-hmm. I did not read that. And I probably won't because it sounds terrible. Uh, I didn't read that, but I probably will. <laughs> How Kung Fu Movies Swept America and Changed the World is also a book by Gertie Hendricks. Yeah, I didn't read that. Um, Paperbacks from Hell, though, was was interesting enough. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Was Abby everyone's favorite character from My Best Friend's Exorcism? Oh, I'm glad you brought that up because my actually... I think my favorite character was, like you said, the the weightlifting genius. Right? <laughs> I, yeah. I liked the Exorcist. Um, he was very dopey and just entirely unaware of the optics of things, and it made me really appreciate him as a character. <laughs> yeah, not not quite uh, the priest that you see in The Exorcist. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was very very fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who my favorite was. Probably, it probably would have been Abby. I mean, she's the narrator and all. So yeah, yeah. I I think she was probably mine too. I did enjoy the weightlifter guy though. Yeah. A little bit that he was in the book. He made me laugh because, well, that's just hilarious. <laughs> I also I really like that he comes from a family of Jesus weightlifters, and they're still like, "You're too ridiculous." <laughs> like. On a- honestly how 80s could you get like like it's it's so ridiculous that they are are power lifting right Mm -hmm. and just in the name of the god we're we're here to preach to you Mm -hmm. we're here to preach yep what's so what's so funny is i've seen those the guys like that perform before see yeah 80s yeah i've never when i was a kid like some uh some church function that my mom made me go to yeah it'd be these guys uh all with their little madonna microphone things and <laughs> listen weights and stuff it's also a very funny side story in the righteous gemstones the what that show is just an enigma to me <laughs> that show is i love it it's so funny it's a it's a it's an hbo show called the righteous mm. gemstones about a, a family who runs a mega church mm. Yeah, stars John Goodman. It's really good. Oh, do you love John Goodman? Yeah, John Goodman and Danny McBride. Oh, yeah. There we go. Um. Yeah, I uh, I enjoyed um, I but I do think Abby is really the the character that I enjoyed the most. I also think I related to her the most because oftentimes uh, in my friend group I was the poor kid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've related it to, to it because, like, I remember being at one point, like, in middle school, being, you know, in my friend group, but feeling like the outsider of my friend group, which she was made to be many times in the book. So yeah. I related to that real hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see. I could see that. I could, I could see you being pushed to the outside. That's mean. <laughs> I just mean. See, I'm already getting pushed to the outside of this trio here. I can't. That's you know what? That's payback for your comments about my new Crocs. Listen, I defended you're your the Crocs. one that's being pushed out for that. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I defended we're, the Crocs. We're all three getting matching Crocs. <laughs> no, Are you paying for them? Not. No, absolutely not. You gotta buy your own Crocs. Cat, if he buys you the Crocs, will you wear them? No match. They're no. on sale. Yeah, so you have more than enough money, <laughs> money bags, to buy us Crocs, too. I'll tell you what, though. If Rob buys me Crocs, I'll buy a pair of Demonius to match yours. <laughs> Beautiful. What are these? I don't even know what those are. Just Google them. They're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um. So I found... While I was preparing for this, we're going to pretend that I did a lot of preparing for this. Um, (laughs) I actually did do a lot of preparing for this, but then I had to restart my computer um, and I lost (laughs) all my tabs because we were supposed to record this like a week ago. Uh, (laughs) 
But in my frantic re-preparing for this episode. Yeah. Yeah, get used to that, by the way, Kat. That's the schedule <laughs> yeah. we're on here at This Horror Life. <laughs> I told her that today. I said, yeah. I wonder if Rob's awake and he remembers. Yeah, we were <laughs> so supposed that's to. that's kind of how we do things. Yeah, we were supposed to record a week ago as our motto around here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's a good motto. Mm-hmm. Uh, but while I was like frantically uh, pulling stuff up today in preparation for this, uh, I found some discussion questions, Ooh. Uh, some like actual official book club discussion questions. And most of them are dumb. Uh, but I, <laughs> I want to talk about mm. some of the dumb ones. I also yes. there were a couple that are really interesting. Um, Is Kat about to turn this into school? It's a, I'm about to turn book this club. into school, especially for you, Rob. Uh, the first wow, question is for you. Oh, good. Uh, mostly there for all of us, but you actually brought this up uh, with the um, weightlifters. Uh-huh. Hendrix took inspiration from his high school experience to inform my best friend's exorcism. Were there any aspects of the book that you recognize from your own high school experience? Uh, I don't know if I actually saw those weightlifters when I was in high school or if I was younger, but um, uh, certainly, certainly being the poor kid in my friend group. Uh, I do remember that. Uh, I that do think also... that's very relatable. I, I yeah. went to like a fancy art school. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that... like definitely the poor kid. Yeah. That also continued into my, uh, into my college years and then also into adulthood right up till today. Actually, I, I continue <laughs> to be uh, the poor kid in my friend group. How could you possibly uh, be the poor kid? You just spent got $40, $40 on crocs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On sale. I had to get those budget. That were, I told you that would have been 65 bucks that I paid full price. I got a or, or you could have just not bought them all together and kept the $40 for yourself. When you see shoes that glorious, you buy them. <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay. I can't wait to get those things. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to be so jealous. <laughs> um i'm not so there's that and like she had that like shit box car and i always had a shit box car oh and we loved our shit box cars absolutely yeah <laughs> oh i loved my car yeah um so yeah there was a lot of that kind of stuff that i related to um i didn't have anybody get possessed or anything that i'm aware of though so yeah that that kind of stuff uh, one of the other questions was, um, <laughs> so here's one of the dumb ones. We'll, we'll get this out of the way. Gretchen, while under the influence of the devil, does a lot of terrible things. Which do you think is the worst? <laughs> but I feel like this is obvious. <laughs> um, ooh, I could be wrong, but there's a lot of oh no she did a lot of really shitty stuff though literally everything she did was did was terrible but she murdered <laughs> that dog i know yeah, she murdered a dog, dog. Yeah, for the sure dog. the dog but also like she stole a fetus a dead fetus yeah it was, it was already, already dead, dead though dead. <laughs> I mean, was... okay uh, she set up point, one of her friends trash she set up one of her friends to fall in love with a teacher, and then she got super drunk and was going to throw herself from a tower. That's pretty fucking bad. Yeah, that was bad. The too, tapeworm but... she gave to her friend who oh, was like ugh. anorexic and almost oh, died. So gross. I mean, literally everything she did was just god awful. Definitely the dog, but oh. Yeah. yeah, I do feel like it's still the dog, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think 100%, especially the way it's written, 100% the dog. <laughs> um, Music is at the center of Abby and Gretchen's friendship. What 80s song do you most relate with? Oh, really? What? Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Uh, while I was trying to come up with an answer for this, because I was thinking about it a lot, um, while I was trying to come up with an answer, I realized that all of the 80s songs that I loved most came out in, like, 79. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bad at time. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, I guess I, I relate to Lover Boys working for the weekend. <laughs> um, That's a you know, what else? I don't know. Like, I don't know that I really relate to it so much as I love it, which is Prince and Purple Rain. You know, I, I love Prince. We all know your love for Prince. <laughs> yeah. No bounds. Yeah. Um, 
he did a lot of great stuff in the eighties, but I don't, you know, I don't know if I so much relate to it just as much as I just love it. That's 10, a whole decade of music. Yeah. That I didn't like, I didn't grow up in that decade. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, you, not that I don't know at all, but I was going to say, you know, 80s songs goes, I do. It's not like I we're do. asking you what your favorite song from 1930s is. <laughs> your favorite waltz <laughs> i i i couldn't pick a song i feel like if you had asked me um like a few months ago uh, my answer probably would have been master of puppets but that Ooh. has gotten a lot of airplay Ooh, i love that song lately it's yeah, a good song that's I, I like it a little bit. Like, it, one, it's still one of my favorite albums, uh, but I I'm not quite as into the song the, the last couple of months. Um, I do really like uh, Sunday Bloody Sunday, which was actually one of the ones from the playlist that I put oh, yeah. together for the book. Yeah, that's a decent song. My my like go to answer was Comfortably Numb, which again seventy nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just missed it. So close. <laughs> Wait, what was the question again? Uh, what 80s song do you relate most to? Oh. I'm sorry, what 80s song do you relate most with is actually how that's phrased. Oh. If I had to pick one that I relate most with and not just one that I really, really love, it'd be Fade to Black. That's a that's a good one. I love I love that song. I at one point listened to it so much it was number one in my Spotify rewind. <laughs> that says a lot. Um, but at first she said 80 song and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna dance with somebody. That's like my one of my fa- all time <laughs> favorite songs, as strange as that is. But no, I don't relate to that one as much because <laughs> I don't want to dance. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad at dancing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, not a great dancer either, unless I've had a few drinks and somebody puts prints on, then look out. Even then, <laughs> I'm not a good dancer. Uh, no, but I don't care. I'm out there tearing up that <laughs> dance floor. Damon, what are you doing? And then uh, the last uh, question that I wanted to talk about, at least, like I said, some of these are just really stupid. Uh, but the last one I thought was really interesting. Abby is a devoted friend. How far would you go if your best friend was possessed by the devil? Which I um, was I it was something I thought about a lot during this book because I like to think of myself as a very loyal friend, but I might have tapped out as Abby <laughs> like several times in this book. Oh, I, I don't know if I could have done it. <laughs> um I like to believe that I'm extremely loyal. Um and yeah, I don't I don't know that I would have tapped out though, because there's so many moments where it's like, yeah, you probably could tap out, but like yeah, Abby's doing it for her friend, but also she's doing it to like clear her name because everybody thinks she's fucking crazy. Yeah, there is that aspect bit, of it. You know, yeah. see, I yeah. for me when like all of the pettiness and the uh, school politics first started it's like I just because again she was just getting beat down so hard and everything she tried to do made it worse I think mm-hmm. at that point I would have been like the the best revenge is to just not give a fuck <laughs> you know yeah. and it's like if there had been if the supernatural element had been just a little bit more subtle uh, I, I honestly think I would have just given up at that point and then also even like knowing that she was right i i might have tapped out at the like maybe not for gretchen but like for the other friend i definitely i i don't think i could have like helped pull a tapeworm out of somebody no no god no (laughs) look here's the thing i'm a good friend if you need somebody to help you move or pick you up at the airport or whatever I'm not the friend you want if you're possessed. All right. I don't know. I've I've helped some of my friends through some nasty shit. I can't say that I've helped pull tapeworm out of someone that was like a mile long. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I I feel like 
especially as a high schooler like all you want to do is like you need your friends like they're all that you have they're not all that you have but like the it feels like they're everything and if they're gone that's it you have nothing and i think uh grady hendrix does a really good job of making you feel that way throughout the book like especially with abby like her parents are never around you know all she has is gretchen but then she doesn't have her anymore like that's it she doesn't have anybody and so she's fighting so hard for her friend but also for like her own sanity as well because like there are some parts some parts of the books where she's like is she really possessed like i don't maybe she just fucking hates me yeah no i'll I'll be alone before i'm touching somebody's tapeworm (laughs) (laughs) fair enough fair enough I don't know. I feel like tapeworm's nothing after you had to pull a palm palm string out of the cat's asshole. (laughs) I'm not doing that either. (laughs) Cat lap because she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, I don't I don't know if I could have. I also man, Abby, Abby's just a good friend. She's a really, Mm -hmm. really good friend because I also don't know if like I definitely feel like in an exorcism situation I would listen to the professional <laughs> like yeah um I think I probably would have gotten Gretchen flat out murdered um just it, I I if I had made it to that point I think that would have been where my good intentions killed somebody because yep, like, I, also... I, I wouldn't have known to step in I, also... I would have been like, I-, I want to step in, but I'm going to leave it to the dude that does the exorcisms so I don't fuck it up, you know? Yeah, but like, there's um... also a part of me that I can realize when somebody's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Which you know what I mean? She needed to realize. Yeah, and I can easily, sure. like, like I've been to doctors before and they're telling me something. And I'm like, this doctor's a fucking idiot. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So, you know, <laughs> you you just, you know, politely leave and go see somebody else. Uh, same kind of deal. I think at some point I'd be like, all right, this guy clearly has no clue what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like to think that I I I like to think I would know when an exorcism was getting botched, but like how do you tell though? You know? Especially because he kept giving her directions that she wasn't following from the beginning. So it's like I I feel like I would just get too neurotic about it where it's like, am I the one that fucked this up? Am I the idiot? Like <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what I'm saying is that if either one of you ever need an exorcism, invite someone else. <laughs> okay. So I'll get you killed. Yeah. Sure. Like, I'll, I'll send you a card. I'll, <laughs> I'll light a candle for you at home, but I'm <laughs> not good in an emergency. Very fair. That's the beauty of having tie-dye Crocs. When you walk into a room, oh people know you're the one who's in charge. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. If, so... If we had to perform an exorcism on you, Ghost, and Rob showed up in tie-dye Crocs, I'd be like, this guy's an idiot. I'm taking <laughs> over. No. Good. Be like, this guy knows how to make decisions. Can you imagine, uh, though, possessed me making fun of him for his stupid fucking Crocs? <laughs> I would never let you hear the end of it. He'd leave crying. Crocs. See, that's what I want the movie to be like. <laughs> Crocs are stylish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, all right so uh i guess overall though it's a fun book uh i enjoyed reading it i am looking forward to the movie i assume that's where we all land on this right it's a, it's a fun read yeah the the movie better make me cry like the book did oh yeah we didn't even talk about the end of this book um Which was so sad <laughs> it didn't make me cry i mean it was so sad what do you mean yeah, it's fine i you know Bob has no heart. Well, what are you going to do? They're high school kids. It's not like they're going to live together forever anyway. Who cares? But they came so close. It's it's They almost not... saw the comet. Yeah. Almost. That fucking took me out. I was already <laughs> crying at that point. Then I read the very, very like last two lines. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Okay. That my life is already emulating this. I'm getting to that age. But <laughs> they didn't make the fucking comment. They promised each other. 
<laughs> Are you crying now? No, I want to though. <laughs> so sad. It just like I don't know. Maybe it's just because it hits hard. You know, it hits home. You know, you start to get older and you don't keep in touch with as many people because, you know, your lives are going on and becomes about everything else. I don't know. It's just so sad. Yeah, that's life. That's how it goes. And condensing that emotion down to just uh, like three words (laughs) was uh, the last line of the book uh, for those of you listening is but they tried Mm. (laughs) it's like yikes ow my heart (laughs) (laughs) i was already so sad i was literally i was fucking texting cat (laughs) like they didn't need to do this it was fine enough (laughs) and then they then he just he went through and he just fucking tore my heart out like they didn't deserve this i didn't deserve this like I was, I was so upset. I was really surprised on the reread because I remembered that the end was sad. But there, this usually isn't the point in a Grady Hendrix novel that makes me want to cry. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I cry at everything, so like that could just be me. But like, I don't know. It's anytime like uh, something hits me, like like with an emotion, really uh, emotion. I said that right, right? <laughs> Why did that sound weird? Okay, I don't know. I'm 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 out of my mind. Um hits me that hard with a feeling. It just it makes me sob cuz you know, feelings they're not fun, I guess sometimes. Usually not. No. So, I I mean I cried a lot of things, so that's whatever. Never. Good book though. Highly recommend. Yes, very good book. <laughs> Yeah, if a book makes me cry, I'll immediately recommend it. (laughs) That's like (laughs) rule number one. Looking forward to the adaptation to see what they do with the movie. Um, I hope it's fun. I do agree that it looks like from the trailer it's leaning a little uh, heavy into the comedy, but we'll we'll see. Yeah, I hope that that it's just the trailer. Yeah, trailers can be deceiving sometimes, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Anything else to add about My Best Friend's Exorcism? No, I think that's it. Right. I mean, right. yeah, the lighting was was exquisite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can See, find that wasn't the, that bad. You can find the show on Twitter. We are at this horror life. Send us an email thishorrorlife at gmail dot com. Ghost, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at ghostcj with a zero. You can also find me on Twitch twitch.tv slash ghostj also with a zero. All right, and cat. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour. You can also check out my website, catvalour.com. All right. And I am on Twitter at Radio Rob123. And you can listen to the other show that I do with Cat called Slasher Radio, wherever you are listening to this horror life. Guys, we did an episode. We did an episode. Mm-hmm. We sure did. It happened. <laughs>